following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but not watch it on a regular basis. Let's face it, it's not what it used to be. My name is Jose Solorzano, and he is the man waiting for the Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed Tupac from EB Games, <laughs> Jermaine <laughs> Meredith. How's it going, my friend? <laughs> I'm waiting patiently for those two toys, man. I know you are, but how, how about that Lord, uh, not Lord, uh, Zordon and Alpha Tupac? Any news on that? I know that looks amazing, too. Yeah. I don't know when that's coming out. Oh, man. Those look amazing. Yeah, you better believe when that drops. I'm spending my money on it. I know you are. And that will probably complete your whole collection, too, if you get... Yeah, then I'm done. I'm yeah. tapping out after that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this, man. This past Monday on Raw, they teased a new faction. I don't know if you saw this. And, you know, in typical yeah, WWE... Yeah, So in, in typical WWE fashion, they false advertise because they didn't officially debut. I mean, we saw them throwing a Molotov cocktails to um, a lighting fixture outside the Performance Center. And at first, I thought they were Akira Tozawa's ninjas. I was a little bit confused. Yeah. I'm like, what are they yeah. doing? Like, what is this? But whatever, you know. And then later on in the week on Instagram, I was reading that their name is Retribution and that they will officially okay. debut this coming Monday. Again, I don't know. We'll see. But with all that going on, it got me thinking, and I think it got you thinking too about factions in the WWE because we're like, you know what? There's a lot to be talked about about factions, the best and the worst. Therefore, this week we're going to tackle the worst factions in WWE, and then next week we'll hit you guys up with part two with the best factions ever in WWE. But let's get the trash out of the way first, Jermaine. We'll first do some honorable <laughs> mentions <laughs> like we did before, and then we'll each present one bad faction that uh, you know takes the cake for the worst faction in WWE according to your favorite smarks, Jose and Jermaine. Jermaine, the floor is yours. Please start us off with some honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is the Un-Americans. <laughs> this group <laughs> consists of Christian, <laughs> Tess, Lance Storm, and William Regal. Oh my God. Those guys were so awful. They didn't do anything of any importance. Honestly, the they just formed a group just because they were not American. Those guys, yeah, they weren't American, and that the whole—that's their whole gimmick. Yeah, they—I guess they started around 2002, sometime. Yeah, around there. And what did they do? Just beat up other Americans, and I guess they tried to be like the the Heart Foundation, but they were nothing close to them. No, nothing at all. And I remember they were very controversial too because these the the un-Americans used an uh, an upside down American flag. Um, yes, they did. Right, and that was so controversial <laughs> and so disrespectful on another level. And that's that's yeah. what I remember about that. And I remember Test because he was the imposing figure of the group. And I always thought, man, Test deserves so much better in all of his career. And then they yeah. throw him into a stable like this. I mean, look at the names: Christian Test, Landstorm, Great William workers. Regal, William Regal. I mean, come on. Yep. But yeah, I agree with you, man. The Un-Americans should be on 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 our list. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, man. They didn't. They don't even deserve to be called a faction. Let me just start with this disclaimer. For me, for a faction to be successful, all members need to have a specific role and execute those roles properly. And uh, yeah. I think all members need to be successful before either being in the faction or go on to be successful because either being in the faction makes them successful or after being in the faction makes them successful. And I think yeah. I think this faction, I don't even know why, but it was called X-Factor. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. It didn't last long. <laughs> no. 
Okay, and no, I'm not talking about Xbox finishing move, but I'm talking about the his <laughs> his faction that he named after his finishing move. Okay, and yeah, just it was doomed from the beginning because this faction consisted of X-Pac, Albert, and Just Incredible. Just imagine oh a photo of those three. Just no chemistry. <laughs> no. Wow. No, it's just the most random thing. And to be honest, none of them went on to be successful. Maybe Albert because uh, he faced Undertaker at WrestleMania 19 alongside Big Show to a losing effort. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm not even going to waste my time on X-Factor or your time or anybody else's time. I think we should move on to your second honorable mention, Jermaine. My second honorable mention is going to be the core. Really? And, yeah, man. With two and R's. here's why. <laughs> yeah, two R, core. Core. And the reason being is because uh, these guys were just rejects from the Nexus yeah. after CM Punk took over. So Wade Barrett decided, you know what, we're going to start a new group, a core, oh whatever God. that means. So it was Wade Barrett. Justin Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Gabriel, Ezekiel Jackson, and Heath Slater. Those guys oh get God. it. I don't know. Heath Slater seems to get involved with some uh, <laughs> pretty bad factions, which I'll touch on. And a bit later. <laughs> and bad storylines. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy bad stinkers of storylines. You know, when you think about but, it, yeah. too, man, like, uh, yeah, you're right. This happened after CM Punk took over the new Nexus and then he kicked out Wade Barrett, right? Yeah, then he poached some of those, some of his old uh, Nexus members. Right. And he brought them over to the core. Yeah. Oh, my God. But. You know what? Like you were saying before, faction has to meet a certain criteria. And for me, one of those criteria is you got to make some noise in the business. Mm -hmm. You have to actually dominate as well, like grab up some championships and some gold, right? Right. Which, you know what? The Nexus, they made some noise. They yeah. came out to a huge debut. Tagged John Cena, uh, strangled uh, the announcer. Destroyed the ring, announcer. the ring and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. And I wouldn't consider them one of the worst factions. They've made some noise, man. Yeah. They were good. But the core, uh, it, it was just embarrassing. They really didn't do anything. They died. The group died off in yeah. such a short while. They they did off. They died off in five months. Yeah. Five months. Man. Yeah. That's it. A month, a month per member. That's what we got there. Yeah, I, I agree. That should be on, on the honorable mention. If not, maybe somebody's worst facts of all time. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly. It's just horrible. Yo, and speaking of another faction, honorable mention for me, think of this. Rusev, the Bulgarian brute. Seamus, the Celtic warrior. <laughs> Wade Barrett, the bare-knuckle boxing champion from England. And Alberto Del Rio, the pride of Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen... The League of Nations, or what I call them, Jermaine. The league that WWE Creative created because he didn't have anything else for them to do but make Roman Reigns look good. Because <laughs> when you think about it, with a roster of those four guys in a faction, these are main event caliber wrestlers when you think about it. Bill Rio is a great wrestler, no matter about his personal problems. Yeah, no matter who he beats up in real life or uh, in the ring, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, yeah, like these are four yeah. guys who had promising future. You know, Sheamus had was champion already. Wade Barrett was up in the coming. Uh, Del Rio entertaining. Uh, this was his second stint in the WWE. Uh, coming back. Yep. And then Rusev, they were building this guy up. They built him up. They, You know, he faced John Cena. He was United States champion. Yeah. You know, all of these guys were what you might call future, the future of wrestling in the WWE, you know, talented guys. Yep. And you would think that a faction like this would be one of the greatest ever, but no, it just, that was not the case. And when you think about it, only one of these guys are still in the company. 
to this day, and that's Seamus, of course. And the thing that I love about this faction is that now, looking back on it, even the wrestlers themselves, the four guys, they've done interviews, and they said, you know what? This faction damaged their careers, and it only boosted Roman Reigns. (laughs) And you know what? At least they can say, you know, Roman Reigns did go on to win the, the championship that year at WrestleMania, but obviously at the expense of their careers, and that's really not what they're there to do. It's a shame. And, and honestly, like as much as you say that uh, people say that this was a faction for Roman Reigns, it was also in a way of saying, like, you know, what do we do with these four guys? We're not going to give them titles right now. Maybe they can learn from each other. I don't know. They just threw them together because I guess they didn't have anything for them. Just lazy. Do you remember how long they lasted together? So they debuted uh, November 30, 2015. And then, yes, they disbanded April 28, 2016. So right after WrestleMania is when they disbanded. So, you know, Roman Reigns got the championship that year, and uh, I guess there was no more need for them (laughs) to be in a group. Who's next on your list? My next honorable mention would be the Spirit Squad. And you know what? (laughs) I will give them this. They did feud. I'm sorry. I just just got their theme song in my head. (laughs) Ricky! Johnny! Yeah. (laughs) Kenny! Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry, go on, go on, yes. Yeah. But uh <laughs> as I was saying, yeah. They I will give them this back. They did <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is so bad. But go on. <laughs> as I was saying, I will give them this. Like they did feud with some top name guys, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. They're even aligned with the McMahons for a bit. Oh yeah. But Oh, come on, man. <laughs> the whole gimmick is being cheerleaders. They distract you by cheering negative things to you. Like, come on. This is awful. There's no redeeming quality about that, except that Dolph Ziggler, you know, went on to become his own superstar eventually. Anything other than that, they didn't do anything. You know what? They did become tag teams champions, and WWE did implement a rule where all five of them were considered as champions. Yeah, kind of like the Freebird the, rule. The free bird rule yeah that's right yeah which is kind of astonishing because of the free bird rule that's the most champions there's ever been with that rule yeah. five people holding the tag team belts at the same time yeah i wasn't buying the whole cheerleader gimmick and the whole ring attire and sweats and it was just annoying nah, it Even was just awful. yeah like, it was very annoying kenny johnny yeah. mitch nikki mickey like oh <laughs> <laughs> nikki mickey <Yeah. laughs> kenny uh, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, man. it was just, it was annoying. It was like watching one of those high school shows where the cheerleaders right. just get on everyone's nerves and do their cheers. Yeah, it was not something that I was expected to see on WWE television, but hey, if it's in Vince's mind, he'll make it happen, right? Absolutely. No matter what, you know. Speaking of being aligned with the McMahons, the next honorable mention for me from the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut, <laughs> the mean street posse. <laughs> Pete Gass, Rodney, and Joey Abs. <laughs> and uh, these are Shane O'Mac's associates and friends. And Jermaine, talk yep. about nepotism at its truest form because Gass and Rodney were legitimate school friends of Shane McMahon and they were just brought in because they were fans. <laughs> and it's just like, really, man? Like, these guys, Joey Abs was the only guy who actually was in developmental at that time who knew how to work. Yeah. So they brought him in to make the third person in the mystery posse. There was actually five members, uh, two other members, oh, but wow. then they just disappeared. The most annoying part about these guys for me, they tried, I mean, they had some imposing figure to them, but then they dressed up in the most yuppie Greenwich, Connecticut outfits Yuppie. of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you cannot look intimidating wearing that shit. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. 
I think that was just something for like the McMahons to laugh over. It's like, oh, look at the Shane Max friends. They're dressing up and going out there pretending like they're wrestlers, you know? It and, looks like they just came off of the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been even a better gimmick than, you know, them just coming out Looking with Looking like Kerwin White. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, you know, and these guys would help Shane retain his European title in 1999 multiple times. But then they were just yeah. used as enhancement talents later on. They enhanced the Dudleys, the Hollies, Too Cool, uh, Edge and Christian. And honestly, it's memorable because it was so bad. And because the name, the name was kind of cool, the Mean Street Posse. And the way Howard Finkel would oh, announce them, <laughs> the Mean Street Posse. Like, it just sounded cool to me. It just sounded cool to me. You know, they didn't last long, obviously. Like, in 2000, they were shipped to uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling and their contracts expired. They did have a pretty badass theme song, though. <laughs> I can't, why can't I remember it? Hmm. I remember you played it a few months back. Did I? This one? <laughs> yeah. You know, not even like preppy or yuppie-ish, you know? It reminds yeah, it me of a... Uh, like, it uh, sounds like almost reggae. Yes, it sounds like our uh, <laughs> Bright Side of the Ring song. It does. Don't think they just came off of the island. Hey. <laughs> the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible, man. Now, down to the bare bones. The main event of the evening. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I think I'm going to go first. All right. And, yeah, I'll save yours for last. <laughs> you you deserve to have the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'll just shut up. But uh, my worst faction has to be the three-man band, three and B. Oh. Yeah, just grown. <laughs> These guys. Three for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, it's just so Jinder Mahal, Heath Slater, yet again, <laughs> and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. A clean-shaven McIntyre. <laughs> yes. The little lad yeah. McIntyre. <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it was not good, guys. From a three-man band. Oh, okay, okay. The yeah, 3MB so was just that short. 3MB is short. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... Yeah, man. Those guys, what, Jinder Mahal was uh, pretty much a jogger. He was not doing anything. He was he was brought in as, what, the cousin of the great Kali? Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's with these guys. He interviewed and held seats later mm. in a match against Brodus Clay, and that's how they formed the group. <laughs> Oh and then gosh. all of a sudden they're air guitar strumming they have headbands and oh my goodness Yo, man. and then they it? even added a uh, horn swaggle to the mix yeah <laughs> I, that's what i remember most about them like they had that um they had a feud with La, los matadores and i in those matadores yes. had el torito right so then obviously horn yes. swaggle joined them um yeah i remember they had the wlc match they were all over that <laughs> You remember that? Like, Horsewoggle versus yep. Torito? Pretty entertaining matchup. But, like, I remember. to have those three guys just be all five, let's throw in the Matadors there, too. It's kind of pathetic. There are no, aside from that, which they weren't even in that match, really. They weren't mm -hmm. wrestling. There's nothing really memorable about them. They did nothing. Just for me. And that's why they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, for me, it's just like this is this was at that time the 2012 to 2014 job squad 
really. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they ever won any titles together. Or you know what's so funny though? Yeah. Before they all got together, they were better off on their own. Isn't that but ironic? Oh my god! As soon as they got together, they did nothing. They were in stupid matches and did. Uh, silly stuff and then shortly after they all got released yeah I remember I think Drew was the first one to get released and yeah then, he uh, got released then gender yeah. got cut yeah man they, they didn't do anything memorable they just it was the end of their run in WWE that was their last stop <laughs> three-man band and then they all disbanded and nothing happened to them and then years later Drew's a WWE champion right now and, and a very good one too and Jinder Mahal former WWE champion. Yes. I don't care what anyone has to say about that. But, hey, man. Yeah, he, he deserved it. He deserved it. <laughs> I'll admit it. And he did yeah. run with it, too. You know, he did. Even though it was a political he move, he did run with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's Slater. He's Slater. He's got kids, but. <laughs> he's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> yeah, he's got to do what he's got to do, man. But, yeah, absolute worst faction they don't deserve to be called a faction they're just guys that had nothing to do so send them out and make everyone laugh with their guitar strumming and yeah. their foolishness you know, it's... they even had a interview that you guys should check out where they're being interviewed backstage at smackdown and then i think they screwed up their lines and <laughs> Oh. They all just started laughing and tried to disappear, but it was all live. So, yeah, the, it's kind of like that time when uh, who was Mean Gene interviewing that one time, and then Michael like, said, "Yeah, let's like, do it again." Oh, no, we're live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, you know what, man? I'll give you this, man. They were probably the most useless and unmemorable faction. I mean, they give X yeah. Factor a run for for their money, and X yeah, Factor you was know pretty what? bad. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why they will be remembered is because Jinder and Drew McIntyre is still in WWE, and that's where they came from. Yeah, and then just a couple <laughs> it's weeks pretty ago, embarrassing. you're right. A couple weeks ago, Heath Slater made an appearance, and then they did that touching yeah. moment with uh, Drew, and then yeah, they're like, "Oh, 3MB, former partners and former members of 3MB." And blah, blah, blah. yeah, if I was Drew, yeah. I'd be like, "Can you guys not bring that up? Not bring that up again?" Yeah, to the point where like Jinder, you know. Chooses to re-injure himself and sit outside all the time and not be there. <laughs> Speaking of another trio. Um, oh, God. I don't even know where to start with this, man. <sighs> Jose, the floor is yours. Look, man, this one hits me differently. Oh, yeah. Um, I hated this. <laughs> fa- yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I hated this faction when they debuted on SmackDown, and I hate them to this day, really. And I, and I don't hate the wrestlers in the faction. I hate the whole idea of the faction and what it stood for because it was embarrassing and offensive. And even though I'm not Mexican, I am Latino, and you know the stereotypes that came out of the Mexicals did nothing for my people as well. Nothing at all. And it did nothing for the three talented luchadores that were in this faction. I'm talking about Super Crazy, Psychosis, and Juventude, also known as the Mexicals. Even saying it, I feel dirty, man. I don't even know what to tell you, man. I mean, the, the team's gimmick was that of a group of Mexican wrestlers who were fed up with stereotypical portrayals of Mexicans in the United States as laborers for the gringos. Gringos being the white guys. Okay. And then they frequently came out and parodied the view of Mexicans with their interviews and skits. And to be honest with you, they were saying, like, even when they pre- when they debuted on June 23rd, 2005, all three members, and I kid you not, Jermaine, they rode to the ring on a John Deere lawnmower. Oh, God. Yeah. And then there was a sticker saying, it didn't say John Deere, it said Juan Deere. 
and they were wearing matching coveralls, and it was just, it was just horrible. Oh no, it was horrible, man. I did not realize. That. I was watching it the other day, and I and I refused to, but I'm like, you know, for the sake of research and doing the show, I have to do it. And then Juventud went and cut a promo questioning oh, the lack man. of true Mexican luchadors in the WWE Cruiserweight division, which, fine. Okay, if you're a band of... If you're a crew of three Mexican uh, cruiserweights and that is your issue, then let that be your, your issue. You want to yeah. be true Mexican luchadors, just be luchadors. Do not do all this stereotypical mm-hmm. crap that makes my people look so bad. You know, yeah. and then Psychosis then, even though he didn't speak a lick of English at that time, he goes on the mic and he says, we arrived on the Mexican limo 2005, and then they even were mocking the Mexican president at the time, and it was just saying, oh, we were no longer cleaning the toilets for you, you guys are going to, you're oh, working man. for us, you know, we're not Mexicans, but Mexicools, even the name, it's not cool at all, it's stupid, the whole gimmick was atrocious. And then I thought that was just like a way to make them stand out. But then they just kept on coming out. Each of them then got their own lawnmowers to come out in. Like, what the hell is that, man? What is like, it's yeah. just offensive. Yeah. There's no parody there. It's just offensive. I just, I can imagine Vince and all the other execs in the back just laughing their asses off at the expense of these three great performers. And, and I keep on saying, and maybe a lot of people are not familiar with them because, you know, I follow Lucha Libre and all that stuff, but super crazy ECW days. You guys, I'm pretty sure everyone knows who Super Crazy is. Juventud is Juventud Guerrero from WCW days and then Mexican wrestling. Great matches with La Parca, Rey Mysterio, uh, Eddie Guerrero in WCW. Same can be said with um, Psychosis, who was originally masked and had a great-looking mask, great uh, matches with Rey Mysterio, and, and you name it. These guys yeah. are legends in their, in, in their own right in Mexican luchas. And then you have them in this stable that's just so disrespectful and rude and, and, and just making a mockery of themselves. Even though they're saying we're mocking the United States and all that. It's like, no, it just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't. And it's re- it really pisses me off. And even though they did become fan favorites at one time, fan favorites because of the moves and the entertaining style that they would do in the ring. Not because of the stupid gimmick and stable that they formed. It was the wrestling, the lucha style. And I don't know if you saw any of this, Jermaine, during this time, and I hated it. I just tuned in for the match because I knew these guys would do amazing matches. But uh, I don't know. What is your take on this? (laughs) You know what? Growing up, I did not realize that I was completely ignorant to the fact that these were racist stereotypes yeah and then looking back and knowing what i know now as an adult Mm. i'm just kind of surprised i'm just like wow man wwe is offending a whole demographic and that demographic happens to love wrestling yeah so i'm so shocked that it didn't you know completely destroy their ratings nothing really changed and uh, yeah man i'm just like when i was a kid i'm just like why are these guys coming out on on mowers <laughs> you know like eddie would come out in the low rider you know like give them give them motorcycles or something they made them tough guys but on mowers i just didn't get it but no, then no. now looking back i'm just like ah oh, this you know is what? a joke you bring up a good point there because some people be like, oh, Eddie came out in a lowrider. Isn't that stereotypical too? Yeah, it is stereotypical, but it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. I mean, yeah, I mean, anyone can ride a lowrider. At the same time, anyone yeah. can ride a John Deere lawnmower, but there's some negative implications there that 
I get, maybe to young people like you at the time didn't realize it, but someone who obviously is Hispanic and people who are racist towards Hispanic, especially in the United States at that time, they're probably loving it and eating it up. It's something that Trump would probably love at this time. Even to <laughs> this day, I, um, I'm offended by it. I hate it. Such a waste. Um, I think Juventud was the most successful one out of all of them. He won the Cruiserweight Championship a couple of times. Um, yeah, but then you know he was Juventud is not the easiest to deal with. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors there. there. There was a lot of repeated backstage altercations and problems. And then he was released in January of 2006. I mean, they didn't last long. And then after that, Psychosis and Super Crazy were tag teams. And then they never won the WWE Tag Team Championships, even though they had a couple uh, tries to. They never gave them the titles. And then Psychosis stayed on SmackDown after a while. And then listen to this. Psychosis WWE contract was terminated because he had a problem in Mexico, but then he was released on November 1st, 2006. And then super crazy was left there. (laughs) And then uh, super crazy just kind of, some say that he's still there waiting for a shot. I remember, (laughs) I remember uh, his, uh, he was floating around for a bit and he'd be like, I'm not crazy. I'm super crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Smart Down Boulevard. All right, Jermaine, before we head out for this week of part one of WWE's worst and best factions ever, I just realized that both what we're calling the worst factions, they both, they're trios, 3MB and the Mexicals. I hate saying that. I hate saying Mexicals. I just, I'm not going to say it anymore. Let's just call them the three, the three jobbers. I guess. Actually, no. I can't even call them that, man. These guys are. Tight. I don't. I don't want to offend you more. No, they're stop not it. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, this is horrible. I guess if you want to listen to us more, uh, you can listen to us on Anchor.fm online or on their app that you can download for free. And we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot more. For that full list, for more content, and to connect with us. Find us on Instagram at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown BLVD to keep the conversation going. You can also listen to us on our YouTube channel, of course. We'll be gradually adding classic Smartdown Boulevard episodes. I want to thank our editor, Melanie, for all her hard work. She is the first ever Smartdown Boulevard intern. And I put emphasis on intern because she's not being paid. Um, <laughs> she's new to this video editing. She just wanted to help out. You know, it's a summertime for her. And uh, we just want to thank her for taking the time and and doing that. Of course, comment. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. See, there you go, Mel. You can see we're, we're thankful. You can you can keep on doing them. Okay. Comment, subscribe, hit the bell <laughs> notification, and like us on YouTube. Just search Smart Down. Hit that space button. B L V D. It's that easy. And next week, Jermaine, we're coming at you with the best factions, of course, in our humble opinion, in the history of the WWE. I don't want to say, oh, yeah. I think I know which one is your favorite faction. I think you mentioned it last week. Mine, I'm, I'm in the air with a couple, but uh, I think we have a whole week to, to think about it. And I can't wait to come back and be on a more positive note on talking about the best factions in the WWE. Yeah, I'm torn between two favorite factions right now, but uh-huh. by next week, I'm going to narrow it down to one. Most definitely. But definitely, there'll be some honorable mentions for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to hit you up with honorable mentions, and then we're going to tell you who our best is, of course, in our humble opinion. Till next time, Smarks, tuck your chin in.